We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in to the March Towards Retirement, the big show, 2018. It's all in front of us right now. We have a big retirement income strategies and estate planning seminar, Palo Alto, on January 11th. That's Thursday. It's going to be a good event. It's going to be the right time at the right place, so to speak, minimizing your retirement income losses and taxes, social security strategies, measuring risk in your portfolio, transitioning your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase. I'm going to go over some outlook for 2018 in the stock market and the economy, some individual stock ideas. Michelle Lerman's going to be there talking estate planning. Estate planning got turned upside down with the tax law that went into effect at the end of 2017. Investing and income and retirement got turned upside down. CFP Chad Burton will be at the event. You can sign up for the event this Thursday, January 11th, 6.30 Palo Alto Elk Lodge by going to newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com and use the code radio25 to get in for free. Mr. Burton, how are you? Doing well. I was listening to your show this morning and I felt like you were talking to me. You did, just uh, directly to you. It felt like it. You're like, if you own too much Apple, you're going to want to set up a charitable remainder trust. If you own too much Apple, uh uh-oh, if they slow down your phone, you could lose all of your retirement. Rob, you own too much Apple. You didn't quite say it like that, but it felt like it. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to you. It feels like a big problem in the Bay Area of we own companies that we work for, and sometimes we own the company that we buy product of, which isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. It's very um, Peter Lynchian, so to speak. Uh, Buy what you know. Uh, Warren Buffett, don't buy what you don't understand. Um, But thanks for talking to me today. So I felt like I had a one-on-one with you, even though we were miles apart. (laughs) Good. You know, and buying what you own, too, I mean, just switch gears a little bit, it's the best way to teach kids about money and investing. You know, where do they like to shop? What do they like to play with? And who makes those toys? Um, that's a great way to teach kids about investing. Even if they lose, they win because they're, they're making their mistakes early. So let's say they wanted to own Toys R Us and Toys R Us goes belly up. They still win because they learn that there is risk in investing. Yeah. Yep. They should have looked at Just Amazon where they're actually getting their toys, right? <laughs> if, they wanted, if they wanted to buy... Uh, you know, Mario coin, because they play Mario Brothers, and they, they, they want the coins that he jumps up and catches. Bitcoin. Our kids would be wealthier than us. Are those Bitcoin? I, I, I think they, they might be Ripple now. I'm not sure. Or the Ethereum. Did you, see, did you see yesterday that someone made a gag last year and created a cryptocurrency called Doggy Coin, and it's now worth $2 billion? <laughs> well, it's got a picture of his dog on it. Programmers to finish our blockchain for the Burton and Black coin. It's going to be huge. With that said, it's CFP Chad Burton. You'll be there Thursday night at the big event in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge Income and Retirement. One of the things we're going to talk about is HELOC interest no longer deductible uh, under the new tax code. Oddly enough, I just got a HELOC. Should people refi and roll into the first um, if the uh, first is already under 750000 
Yeah, I'm just sitting here doing a you know cost analysis on myself because I did a HELOC to do a remodel project and. Now, since that's not deductible, um, and Prime is going to continue to go up, the rates on that are going to continue to go up. But I, my plan was kind of pay it down over five years anyways. So I'm just kind of doing the cost analysis. Do I want to make sure I just max out what's on my first at these historically low interest rates that are going up? Ten-year Treasury hit 2.5% today. Um, so you, you really have to do a, a cost analysis of this and assume when you do it on your HELOC that your rate is going to go up by at least 0.75% over the next year when you're doing a cost analysis. So, so possibly, but there's always a cost to refine it, right? Sometimes you can call your existing lender that has your mortgage and say, hey, um, can I do a streamlined refi? Um, we've had people able to call their company that has their mortgage and, and make a large payment on their mortgage. Recently, somebody wanted to pay down their mortgage when they sold a rental property by $300,000, and the mortgage company let them to keep the same really low interest rate, you know, nearly 3.5%. They really hit it the, like, June 2015, that real low. And mm-hmm. they allowed them to keep the same interest rate and recast the loan payments so that, so that the uh, interest rate was the same, but the payments were set as a brand-new loan much, much lower on the outflow, which is great when you're retired. Gotcha. Now, this is going to be one of the topics that we talk about on Thursday. And um, again, saving a couple thousand dollars doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a whole retirement payment when you're younger, and it does add up. Um, So do take a look at your HELOC interest deductibility under the new tax code. Uh, Contact your CPA, but start working with a CFP, too, about a financial plan. Often, Chad, wealthy people with assets run into cash crunch problems because of tax issues. I know that. It feels like every year I'm like, oh, I got to send in an extra payment before January 15th. It's killing me. How do I create liquidity? And I've got one couple that worked in Singapore for the last several years. And when they left, even their options that were basically worth nothing to them because they weren't vested or anything, Singapore taxed them. And it was a huge cost to just get out of the country. Um, and then when they got back, they really wanted to purchase this other property, and they're really diligent savers. Uh, you know, uh, retirement accounts, they're always investing in liquid cash besides their six-month emergency reserves. But there's been a big run-up in the market, so they were trying to get this down payment. And in California, the down payment to get $160,000 down payment on this house that they wanted, it was going to basically be almost all gains because they've been investing so long. Um, so you can do, and they had a cash flow. They were going to be able to. They can do what's called a collateralized loan, not a margin margin loan, but a collateralized loan against their assets in their taxable brokerage account. And the rates aren't as attractive as say a HELOC or anything else. It's not deductible, but it's something that they can get the liquidity, knowing that they're going to be able to pay it back in a very short period of time, and avoid the taxes and avoid having to sell stocks that they really want to continue to own. So, again, good chance to meet CFP Chad Burton right around the corner this week, January 11, 630 to 830 Palo Alto Elks Lodge. You're going to be talking passive versus active portfolio management, transitioning your portfolio from accumulation to income, choosing the right accounts to draw from first social security strategies, good products in retirement, bad products in retirement. That that appeals to me because I see in radio and television a lot of people are so-called experts because they, they get into buying commercials and they say, you know, hey, I promise 7.5% returns if you give me a big chunk of change. 
um, and the fees on those products are outrageous. Uh, but people can meet you, and they can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code radio25. I'm going to replay some of your segments from this morning in the fourth segment today, and uh, people will get a feel for what your show is like on Tuesdays and Wednesdays from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., uh, new focus on wealth. Final question. It seems real estate investing is even more attractive under the new tax package. Should people consider real estate through retirement? Good question. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of putting a team in place. Make sure you have a good property manager um, that handles the idea of, you know, sometimes you need to find new renters and do credit checks and things like that. You don't want to be the one with the for the call in the morning for the pipe breaking. Um, you still have to shop for good properties, though, and a lot of that is going to be outside of the Bay Area, so you have to be willing to do that. But a lot of, I mean, look, real estate is a great asset. Po- positive cash flow real estate is going to be a great asset, and it's sexy. Potentially, too. you get a tax deduction on your net income, but we're get, waiting for some clarity on these laws that are coming out. So it's something that you should consider for sure. Sounds good. Anything else that we need to plug? We've got about thirty seconds. No, I think the idea of um, Higher rates on cash by the end of the year versus lower taxes at the 15% bracket. How does that play into retirement income planning? We'll talk about it on Thursday night. And how does it play in the stock market? You can find out more Thursday evening in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's our first event of the year. It's probably the best one to go to because it's going to be very broad-based and focused on how the year plays out. You can sign up for the event, learn about income and retirement, learn about the stock market. Go to newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in. Two hours of your life for free. Not too bad. 630 to 830, you'll get a lot of insights. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the shoe. I do mean that. I know you've got a lot of options out there. And I pledge, if you listen, I'm going to do my best to find you good, solid content that won't get you into a lot of trouble. And I know that sounds like a uh, kind of a, 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 t- a tough thing to say. Like, why don't you just tell me the best stock to own? I try. <clears throat> but we are all different people. And so I try to give you a lot of good ideas, um, knowing that I don't want you to get in trouble. That's the number one thing here. And again, we have to continue to go back to that. The 10-year treasury sits at 2.5%. This is one of my favorite tells to go back to. Anytime the 10-year treasury is under 4 or 3.5%, I buy stocks. Now, when the 10-year treasury is under 2% or under 3%, it's telling you that the world economy is fragile. And as we're seeing evidence the world economy is not fragile, it's been moving higher. So going from 1.6 to 1.7 to 1.8 to 2, uh, to 2.2 to 2.3 to 2.4 to 2.52 now. So if you park your money in that, you're going to get a pretty secure return. We don't have a lot of inflation, so maybe you'll even beat inflation over the next 10 years. Not by much, but then again, you're getting safety, risk, and reward. Very, very important to see. Now, as it marches higher, more people are going to say, bonds look pretty good to me. In the world of one wallet, the more money that's going into bonds, it takes away from the stocks. The more money that goes in stocks takes away from the bonds. The more money that goes into gold takes away from stocks and bonds. So there's some things going on there, right? I have no interest in gold, for the record. So 10-year treasury is telling me something. I'm going to keep an eye on it. 
as it marches higher, as the Fed raises interest rates, the cost of a mortgage goes up, the cost of borrowing goes up, the cost of credit cards go up. And uh oh, that plays into one of my stories of the day. America and credit cards. Americans' outstanding credit card debt hit a new record in November, highlighting a more confident U.S. consumer, which is, we're going to shop, we're going to shop, we're going to shop, put it on credit. But it also flashes a warning signal about potential trouble down the road, because we have to pay it back. And when we're paying it back, instead of using extra free money, which is credit, to expand the economy, we're saying, I need to save a little bit more this month, so I'm not going to go on vacation. I'm not going to go and... uh, Maybe I'll miss a mortgage payment. And that's when things start to contract. Americans' outstanding credit card debt hit a new record. Revolving credit, mostly credit cards, increased by 11.2 billion, and now sits at credit card debt, ladies and gentlemen, is 1.02 trillion dollars in the United States. Yay! Last time we were there, was April of 2008 when we were in a housing recession and we were in the Great Recession in the United States where unemployment crippled up to about 10%. Now we're at 4%, a little bit better. Over the past year, revolving credit has surged by $55 billion or up 5.7%. Now, auto loans and student loans increased by $16.8 billion and now sits at, drumroll please, 2 $2.8 trillion. So when we add the student loan and the autos, $2.8 trillion, to the credit card debt of $1.02 trillion, what do we got? $3.8 trillion in debt. Hmm. The ratio of credit card debt to U.S. GDP is about 5%. Now, back in 2008, when the economy was weak, the ratio of credit card debt to U.S. GDP was about 6.5%, showing you much more instability. Credit card delinquencies have increased about 7.5% from 7% a year ago. A 15% delinquency rate reached during the financial crisis um, was pretty horrific. The historical norm is about 9%. So we're still under that telling you that the banks are still healthy, but it's increasing. Pay down your credit card debt, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's horrific to think that you're paying you know, 10%, 20% interest rates. Um, 2018 should be the year that you pay down some debt. Now, I want to move into one more thing that I'm a little worried about, because overall, I'm still 100% invested. And I have to explain that to you. I'm also worried. Stock markets around the world have welcomed the surprise election of populist Donald Trump. 2016 um, and 2017, 2017 turned out to be pretty strong, one of the strongest years in memory. But the world economy is doing well. So part of it is, you know, we, we focus on North Korea a little bit right now. Um, lack of interest in global leadership in North Korea and the Middle East. The world economy is doing well, so that kind of bails Trump and the economy out in the United States. China's fairly stable. Europe is growing. And most of the emerging markets are doing okay. So it's not that dangerous of a geopolitical environment at this point in time. Now, North Korea and South Korea said, let's get together and talk, and maybe we can find some common bonds in the Olympics that are coming up in February. I've got no interest in the Winter Olympics. Will I fall into love with it when the the ladies come out and skate? No. Will I fall in love when the men come out and skate? No. Will the ice dancing get me? No. Will the shuffleboard get me? Or the curling? No. Will the Olympic hockey get me? 
I'll watch it. One of my greatest memories is watching the 1980s Olympic team with my brother David. Uh, just good family bonding there that I've never forgotten. So the Olympics are around the corner. Mexico is holding an important election this year. Um, so the Olympics could help North Korea and South Korea get together and kind of like tone down. I've got a big bomb. I've got a bigger nuclear bomb. So Mexico's holding an important election this year. That's pretty important because Mexico's kind of turned into this just mess of a country with violence. Um, it's starting to hit some resort areas, and that scares me because, like, it's not hitting American citizens, but it's hitting American citizens are driving by crime scenes now. And, you know, Trump and Mexico have been pretty contentious already with multilateral trade agreements which this is probably going to be the year where we see Trump, you know, go after China and their trade deals and Trump go after Mexico and their trade deals. Um, in the past, we lost a lot of jobs in the 1980s and 1990s to Mexico and to Asia, China, Taiwan, Japan, South Korea. We did. We did. You saw your toys were made in Indonesia. You saw your toys were made in Thailand. You saw your toys in China. So we're going to see trade deals like become very, very interesting in 2018. Um, but in the 80s and 90s, we lost jobs due to manufacturing jobs moving overseas. Now we're losing jobs due to technology improvements and robotics, not necessarily foreign markets taking our jobs. Um, it's a little bit different. Russia's always going to be in the news, worthy of note. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Big event coming up January 11, 630 to 830, Palo Alto Elks Lodge. It is an income strategy and estate planning seminar, CFP, Chad Burton, myself, Michelle Lerman, where you talk about IRAs and Social Security and passive and active management and investments. Uh, we won't be talking in the Olympics, but you can sign up for the event at going to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com and use the code radio 25 It's this week. You sign up today. It's filling up quickly. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock market on Monday was weak, but it was kind of rubber bandy. It bent, but it didn't break. In the end, it registered another gain in the S&P 500, a modest one, and another record high. Same held true for the NASDAQ. Dow was a little bit weaker. I think now is an interesting time to start just, I'm not going to say being sober, but really taking a look for what's in your portfolio and how comfortable you are with it. And understanding that this too shall pass. We are in the second greatest bull market of all time. Of all time. Let's go back 100 years. That's not too shabby. There's some positives that are going to happen, no doubt, in 2018. But I saw that Morgan Stanley, was it Morgan Stanley? Someone recently said, and I'll find the story in half a second, said, we are in the final innings of our bull market. We've entered the final stage of the stock market's remarkable rally. Morgan Stanley says, we've reached the euphoria stage where people are just getting a little bit too confident. Um, and... They're a little bit on the cautious side of it. Uh, the firm sees financial conditions tightening. Simply put, when investors start to feel invincible, bad things happen. I saw that NVIDIA hit an all-time high. They, they announced a massive 65-inch television screen, uh, video uh, computer screen. But it could also work as a television screen. 
I saw one company announce at CES a pretty cool feature so that if you're sitting on the left side of the room, I'm sitting on the right side, we could watch two different TV products. Or we could play video games against each other and see two different screens. We might be at the point now where we might start wanting to think about financial conditions are tightening. It's a continuation of it's a normal and healthy thing. There's some immediate benefits that, you know, we've gotten uh, away with, so to speak. A long period of expansion. Low taxes are now pr- not priced in. We're going to see companies come out and say, we're revising our earnings up. But we're also getting kind of silly with these cryptocurrencies and things along those lines. So we need to be very wise um, on where we're putting our money. I saw yesterday, and I, I guess I saw it yesterday, but it was last week when the story broke, where Visa, you, you've seen a lot of companies say, okay, thank you, Donald Trump, for giving us this tax break. We're going to give all of our employees a $1,000 bonus. Visa's doing it better. I love Visa. I think they're a great company. I think they're a great company to work for. They announced an increase in their 401k match to, in an email to all employees. company previously offered employees $2 for every dollar they contributed, up to 3%. Now the company is going to offer that same exact benefit for up to 5% of your base pay. That's an unbelievable perk. They care about you. They care about your retirement. Tax reform in the United States is going to strengthen Visa's competitive position globally. It's going to create new opportunities for Visa to invest in their business. For that reason, Visa is actively exploring a range of options with a focus on long-term sustainable investments versus one-time actions. You know, Southwest, JetBlue, they get media coverage for giving their employees $1,000. One and done. Visa saying we're going to do this every year, and that could be thousands of dollars. If an employee earning a hundred thousand dollars a year contributes enough to get the full Visa match on the new structure, for every five thousand they contribute, Visa will contribute ten thousand. And if you do that in your twenties or your thirties, let's say you do it in your thirties, by the time you're thirty-seven, that original one-year contribution of five thousand will be worth twenty thousand from what Visa matched. And then by the time you're 45, it'll be 40,000. And then by the time you're 52, it'll be 80,000. And the time you're 60, it'll be 160,000. That's a pretty nice thing that Visa's doing. In corporate reform, if we can get corporations to do more 401k contributions, they add up over 10, 20, 30, 35 years. And I, I think that would help go a long way in fixing our problems with um, Social Security. I'm so tired of Alexa. One of the things I have to do is is scour for stories for you. And um, I'm so tired of Alexa. So I'm just throwing that out there. Why are you booing me? Um... This was an interesting thought out there today. Do you know um, who's, a, who's a man? Who's a man? Jeff Bezos is the man. Who's the man? The, co- the killers are asking who's the man? Jeff Bezos is the man. Oh, my, my. He's my. now worth, oh, my, my. And he probably would look good mm, at anything he does. Um, if he wants to adopt me. If he wants to adopt me, I would gladly change my last name to Bezos. You're listening to the Rob Bla- Bezos show. Blah. Doesn't quite work, but it's in the right idea. How Jeff Bezos is now worth $105 billion. Whew. 
That's a lot. Amazon shares have risen 6.6% this year. That's amazing, because this year is not even 10 days old. The latest jump has pushed Bezos' fortune definitely above the high reached by Microsoft's Bill Gates in 1999. The Amazon founder passed Gates in October with a net worth of $93.8 billion, and his fortune crossed $100 billion for the first time a month later. Gates would have been worth more had he, not, had he held on to assets instead of giving them away. I love Bill Gates, and for what a jerk he was as far as the monopoly of the operating system that IBM gave uh, Microsoft and Intel. Um, he's given so much money to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Bill Gates has. He's given away over 700 million Microsoft shares worth and $2.9 billion of cash and other assets since 1996. Um, Bezos controls closely held Blue Origin and the Washington Post. Um, so it's worthy of note, $105 billion. And I think Amazon still has room to run, which is just ludicrous. Whoa. Not the singer ludicrous. Um, it's just ludicrous like crazy. It's mind-blowing. Poof, you just blew my mind. Um, by the early looks of it, this year could be shaping up for another winter for stocks. You know, it's a little too early, and we're seeing interest rates climb. Uh, but Facebook, 7% higher after 61% gain last year. Netflix is higher, up 55% last year, up 10% just in a f- couple days this year. Uh, so I think Amazon could run. There was a big survey recently. Um, there's a lot of areas where Amazon could still do well. Despite its size and continued strong growth, it's arguably still in the early innings of its share gain potential. The Piper Jaffrey uh, survey, the Updare priced $1,400 from $1,200. Amazon disappoints no one when it comes to ambitions. With talk of a possible target acquisition, a push into healthcare, and its launch in Australia. Australia. Good day, mate. I like me some lot of Amazon Prime. I know you're saying that's the worst Australian accent I've ever heard. Thank you. Thank you. Accepting the Academy Award for the worst Australian accent of all time. Robert Black. 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 Um, Black. So North Korea is going to send not only athletes to the Winter Olympics, but cheerleaders. <laughs> Yay, that's what we need. We need North Korean cheerleaders. Alibaba is considering a Hong Kong listing of their stock, so says Jack Ma. SpaceX in a little bit of trouble. They, um, it's led by Tesla and CEO Elon Musk. They failed to launch and possibly lost a classified military satellite. The whole world's looking for it. Um, it was a situation where it needs to get 10 seconds into outer space. They're like, 10. Not, and the rocket's carrying it, and it's going to release at one, eight, seven. Release the, oh no, don't release it, six more seconds. Oh no, the satellite's falling back to Earth. No, that's a billion dollars down the toilet. Uh, we need to call the senators on, on this one, and we need to find that satellite right now. Uh, billion dollars here, 11 million dollars there. That's the total compensation for Nick Saban. He coached uh, Alabama to a national championship last night in an overtime thriller. And I fell asleep in the final five minutes and missed it. He got $525,000 bonus, including $100,000 for the championship game alone. All right, what are we going to do? Let's send Rudy in. Yep. 
The West Coast's second tallest skyscraper is now open for business. The Salesforce Tower, which I find to be a monstrosity, opened up yesterday with a little bit of fanfare. 61-story Salesforce Tower, which stands 1,000 feet high. And it dominates the San Francisco skyline. It's going to be the new headquarters of Salesforce.com. And it'll lease 36 floors of it. It's not as tall as the Wilshire Grand Center in Los Angeles. Big event coming up. Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar. Thursday, January 11th. That's this week, 630 to 830. Palo Alto Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. We're going to be talking income, taxes, portfolio management, 2018, stocks, 401ks, IRAs, measuring risk, estate planning, and more. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. That's newfocusfinancial.com and code RADIO25 this Thursday in Palo Alto. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Big seminar coming up Thursday, January 11, 630 Palo Alto Elks Lodge with CFP Chadburn and myself. It's $25 to get in, but if you're a radio listener and use the code RADIO25, absolutely free. Can we talk about portfolio and accumulation, income? I'm a little freaked out by that. I'm closer and closer to retirement, and the years go faster and faster. You want to minimize your retirement income, taxes, Social Security strategies, good and bad retirement products. It's an honest look into income and wealth preservation strategies in retirement. With me, CFP Chad Burton and Michelle Lerman. Tony Mendez will be there talking a little real estate if you have questions. Um, you can sign up for the event by going to newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com, and sign up under the event um, page and use the code radio 25 radio 25 to get in for free. Let's play a little bit of Chad's segment from this morning. He had an interesting show. I felt like he was talking to me because he talked about if you own too much Apple, you could do charitable trusts. His content is a little bit drier than mine, but it's darn informative. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton to talk us up about financial planning. But if you're 55 or older, you got a newer home with high property taxes, you're way behind in savings because by 40, you should have four to five times your annual income saved up or you're way behind. So a lot of people in the Bay Area are way behind because it's expensive to live. They're, they're, they're buying their home, um, you know, $1.5 million for a shack compared to other places in the nation. And so they haven't saved as much. And their property taxes are really high, and they happen to be at their prime earning phase of life. So their state income taxes in California are really high. And if they haven't been subject to AMT, it just got way more expensive to live in California for them. I mean, a lot of people, their property taxes are above $10,000 a year. So they're losing, let's say they have $100,000 of income and they're paying $9,000 a year, and they're not able to deduct that, that could cost them $4,000 a year more in taxes right there. That may be causing them to stop putting money into their 401k. Who knows? So it really depends on the situation. Um, and kind of what you define as older. And again, don't make any drastic changes yet, people, because all of this stuff, all of these new tax issues, besides the corporate stuff, expires in 2025. That's not very far away if you think about it. Seven years away. That's that's not very far away. And California may fix the problem. Oregon may fix the problem. There's already talk about how to change it from different states that have these high state income taxes. 
um, levying a payroll tax and getting rid of the state income tax, somehow making, because charitable contributions are still good under this current plan. Um, so there might be ways to save it. You know, it's <laughs> how it affects you. You really got to learn how to do, deal with your tax return. What are your itemized deductions? How much more are they than the standard deduction now, which for is 12,000 single, 24,000 married. And were you subject to AMT? Cause if you've been subject to AMT in the past anyway, it might not be as bad as you think. So don't, don't panic yet. Wait and do the math and don't make any rash decisions. There's never any good financial decisions that were made in a rush. Keep that in mind. Um, so one of the reasons, I was talking about this also yesterday on Rob's um, morning show, was, morning show um, was the take-home pay test that I was talking about because so many people that we meet have not done a budget. So if you don't do a budget, you have no idea whether or not you can save for retirement. But maybe you are one of those people that are you're saving money and you're getting take-home pay, right? And it's basically enough to live the lifestyle that you want. There's not a ton left over at the end of the month, so it's not drastically building up in a savings account somewhere, but you're happy with your lifestyle. And you know you're saving 15% of pay or whatever. So you can look at a take-home pay test to see if you're anywhere close. Now, if you go to newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com, there's the how long will it last. But that's assuming you know your budget and how much you're going to pay in taxes. Let's say you're 55. Your take-home pay is $78,000 a year. That's after your 401k. That's after you pay your taxes and everything else. That's what you need to live on. That's what you are going to be okay with in retirement. And yeah, you might get Social Security, but that'll just pay the taxes because remember, all of your savings, majority of it is in your 401k. So when you take money out of your 401k, you pay taxes and you still have a net. So let's assume your Social Security gets wiped out by taxes. All right? And you're going to retire when you're 60, 65 or so. So that's 10 years down the road. Um, so at 60, 65, that's 3% draw rate. You don't want to go much more than that because of where interest rates are. So long story short, as we're running out of time on this segment, if your take-home pay, your net after tax is 78000 divide it by 3%. That's $2.6 million. That person at 60 would need about $2.6 million to support that income, that take-home pay, in a very rough calculation. Are you anywhere close to that? And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. It's a new year. It's a new plan. Time to think about your retirement um, strategies and income in retirement, what it's going to look like. Um, the federal, or Not the Federal Reserve, but the federal government's going to take a look at entitlement programs in 2018. And you may not get as much Social Security as you were planning on. If you've never gone to SSA.gov, you should go to SSA.gov today and figure out how much income you might be getting in retirement. Keep in mind, the Republicans, the GOP, want to cut Social Security or reform it, maybe make you work a year longer, maybe make you give in more money, maybe give you out more money for the more you put in. We don't know. Will they get it done? 2018. Learn more about income strategies and estate planning and stocks that I like by coming to the Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar Thursday, January 11, 630 to 830, Palo Alto Elks Lodge. I do about six to eight event, events per year. This is one of them, Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. That's RADIO25. I'll see you on HQ Trivia later today.